All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 25% off your order. They've sent some product over to us here at High Button Sports. I love it. They have perfected the ball hair trimmer. They call it the Lawnmower 3.0. It's how you get ahead in life. You got to take care of the little details. I'll say it over and over and over again. You got to use the promo code HB Sports. Get 25% off your order. Go to the website right now, manscaped.com. They have plenty of products, just not the Lawnmower 3.0. They have grooming products for us men to make sure we're smelling good when we go out there to the world. Ladies, Christmas is around the corner. I know that you want to be giving your boyfriend, your husband, your you know guy on the side, whoever you're seeing, a gift. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code HBSports. Get 25% off your order. Here at High Button Sports, all we're trying to do is help you. And just like that, we are back here in the High Button Studios. Uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in the past two podcasts. We had Alex McLean from East Coast Lifestyle and Sheldon McLeod. Uh, well, I guess now he's not with News 95.7 anymore, but it was great to have him on here and talk about a life in radio um, and his plans for the future. So two great back-to-back podcasts. Today's going to be great as well. We have Alex Newhook calling in from Red Deer, Alberta. He's up there for the World Junior Camp um, with Team Canada. They don't really have much to do. You know, they're hanging out in the hotel, so I thought I'd reach out, see if he could call in. He was more than willing to, so we're happy that Alex is taking the time out of his day uh, to call us here at High Button Studios. Um, yesterday, I released a article about my uh, old gym teacher, Mr. Fink, Wayne Fink, uh, as some of you might know him. Uh, and, you know, I wrote it from the heart. A lot of people on, you know, Facebook, I think we posted it on Twitter as well and Instagram this morning. Um, I got a lot of really good reception from it. I, To be honest with you, I didn't know this many people knew of Mr. Fink and, and knew the, the impact that he had on the lacrosse community. He was a, a quiet man. He he stayed in the background and he uh, he didn't like to talk about himself. But whenever you did see him, whenever you did run into him, he was always asking about you. How are you? What can I do to help you? Never worried about himself, never talking about himself. Um, just a man put on this earth to to help other people and, and to help other people learn about the game of lacrosse. Everything I said in that article was true. It was an easy article to write because there's tons of stories that come from Mr. Fink's gym class, from Mr. Fink uh, teaching me at, at a lacrosse rink out here in Spryfield, the Spryfield, the Lions Dome. Um, you know, the, the, there's tons of opportunity, uh, I guess, to tell a story when it comes to Mr. Fink because there was just, you know, daily basis. So I go to, I went to Rockingham from primary grade two maybe grade i don't know grade one to grade six that's six years i got to spend uh with mr fink and when he introduced the game of lacrosse to me uh, i felt very fortunate that i had him in my back pocket every day i could go see him ask a question about okay how do i do this how do i do a pick and roll how do i you know if i'm on a breakaway should i shoot here or should i shoot here and like i said at the very end of the the article i I probably drove him crazy looking back on it now but when you're a kid you don't really care about what anyone thinks you just you you want now you need now you want information now and that's what I I treated Mr. Fink like he was just a he was a a lacrosse library for me I went in every day and and I asked them questions about what I learned maybe by throwing the ball against the wall that little Rockingham community Birdland some of you might know it as there was a lot of walls there and 
you know, those walls were hit with a lot of lacrosse balls and it was all because of Mr. Fink. I remember one day he bought a, a huge shipment of lacrosse balls and lacrosse sticks and I think he sold out of them in maybe like two days. And that whole community down there in Rockingham, every kid had a lacrosse stick in their hand. I remember times when, you know, we would get in trouble because we would use those Indian rubber balls and we'd throw them against the wall, but we weren't that skilled and it would bounce back. We'd miss the ball and it'd put a dent in someone's car and then we'd just run. Like it was, it was incredible how, it was absolutely incredible how lacrosse just took over that community. It didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter what age you were. I remember my dad took my stick at the time. I don't know what he's like 40 years old. And he's taking my stick, asking me about it. He's like, what's this? How do I play this? Let me throw the ball. I'm no, Justin, I'm taking my stick. And this is a grown man fighting with a kid over a lacrosse stick. Like it, it just had a, a huge impact in that little hub of the city. Um, and then I know maybe 10, maybe five years after I was ever introduced to lacrosse, Mr. Fink opened up a, a store right down the street from me called Adnac Lacrosse. Um, and this was literally a three minute walk, a one minute run. And I would just loiter there all day. I would, I would look at the gear, even though I couldn't afford it. I would, I would look at it. I would play with it. Mr. Fink would teach me how to like uh, um, uh, string a stick. I'd put new shoulder pads on in the store, new helmets and walk around and then have to put it back because like, uh, you know, I, I didn't pay for it. But he, and he didn't care. He just had a smile on his face and he was just happy that there was kids in the neighborhood that had an interest in lacrosse. And looking back on those days, um, I, I definitely take them for granted. It, uh, it, it was a simpler time and it was a time where you didn't really have to worry about too much. You didn't have to worry about bills. You didn't have to worry about family. You just had to worry about having fun and getting better at being a lacrosse player. And Miss, Mr. Fink made that possible for myself and for countless other friends that I still have today due to lacrosse. You know, I'll see friends that maybe I don't talk to for like, you know, a year or two. And the first thing we'll bring up is, you know, remember lacrosse, remember that gym class, remember that, that fight in lacrosse, remember that goal, remember that assist, remember that hit. There's just so many memories that are cemented in my brain from the sport of lacrosse. And, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. There was other, you know, gentlemen in my life that helped me with the cross, you know, uh, Sean Harrison, one of them, uh, um, uh, sorry, I'm blanking here. Mike Laloon you know, there's tons of people, but when it came to that first introduction, it, it was Mr. Fink in that gym class when, uh, he put the stick in my hands and I was off to the races. So I'll, I'll never forget, uh, I'll never forget my time there at Rockingham. And I wish, I wish you knew he was sick. I wish, uh, I, you know, I would have liked to say something to him before he passed. Apparently he was, uh, he was battling something. I'm not too sure what it was And this past month. He wasn't doing too well and, uh, he went to the other side, but, um, I do know a couple friends that, that knew he was sick and, and reached out to him via email and he did reply. So that made me happy that there was, uh, some friends that I've had that did reach out to him and he saw those nice emails. So that made me feel a little bit better knowing that, uh, before he passed that, he knew that he was appreciated. Um, and I also found out, I think yesterday, yeah, no, this morning that he was, uh, back in 2008 or 2007, he was introduced into the Sports Hall of Fame, uh, which is awesome. You know, he had a great YouTube video of him accepting the award. Uh, and there were the, the crowd was huge. He had a big standing ovation. He was thanking his family, his friends, his kids, everyone. It, uh, it made me really happy when I got to see that because like I said, at the beginning of what I was talking about, Mr. Fink, he, he was never about himself. He was always about others. He never talked about himself. He would never say, uh, you know, some of his accomplishments. He was always about others and, and helping others. So when I saw that video of him getting introduced to 
the sports hall of fame and everyone clapping for him and him just almost, you know, lowering his head, but raising his hand a little bit to say, thank you. You know, it made me happy knowing that at least there was one point in his life where he was appreciated by a large group of people at one time, because a guy like that deserves a moment like that in this life. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I'll say about that. Um, yeah, good dude, Mr. Fink. So with that being said, today on the High Button Podcast, we have Alex Newhook. Alex, second time coming back on the podcast. Uh, he goes to Boston College out there in Boston. Uh, great guy, He's a Newfoundlander. You know, I reached out, he said, do you want to come on? He goes, absolutely, I'll come on. Um, and, you know, we're thrilled to have him join the show. You know, he's in a situation right now where he's trying to to make a team that he's probably wanted to make his entire life. That world junior team, uh, that that's royalty in Canada. It doesn't matter what you do after in life. If you're on a Team Canada, uh, you know, you're on a Team Canada hockey team competing at the world juniors, your name is cemented in the books as a, as a guy that played on that team. So, you know... And it's for, it's unfortunate right now the situation that he's in, or I guess the whole team is in, that you know they can't get on the ice and prove to the coaches or prove to you know the management staff that they do deserve to be on that team. All they can do right now is hang out in the hotel. Um, he was talking about how he has a bike in his room, how he has a yoga mat, how he stretches, he gets his workouts done via Zoom. Um, so you know there's definitely an element that can be frustrating for uh, for that team right now trying to prove themselves but like I said when I was talking to Alex he was in high spirits um, he wasn't letting the situation get him down he was happy to talk to us he was happy about the future I think he said they're going to be back on the ice in four days I think he said so you know he's just looking forward to that four days from now and that's all you can do it doesn't matter if you're trying out for the world juniors it doesn't matter what you're doing in life all you can do is look forward try to get better and then eventually that day will come and then you'll be prepared prepared and it seems like that's what Alex was trying to do in that hotel room right now that he was just working out he was going over meetings he was working on school he was staying focused and he's looking forward to uh, four days from now when he can get back on the ice and start to compete so he had a great mindset going into uh, the interview he talked about how everyone back in Newfoundland was supporting him how could you not people in Newfoundland I don't have to I don't have to touch base on that Um, you know he he was talking about where he's from and, and how everyone's wishing him the best and that he makes that team so um anyways it was just great to talk to him great to talk to someone that's outside of halifax i don't think we've done a zoom uh, a zoom call and i don't even remember the last time we did one to be quite honest with you everything has been in studio so to talk to someone that's in a different part of the world uh it was really cool he said it's really cold out in red deer alberta which i imagine it is i don't know is it november right now december man it's freezing up there but anyways great episode so here we go this is the interview i did with alex newhook This is the High Button Podcast. You know what comes next. Here we go. Alex Newhook, welcome back to the podcast, man. Thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I was going to say, what are you doing? Are you bored? The fact that you're on here, like, you know, there must be (laughs) nothing to do up there right now. No, no, there's there's not much going on, but. But, uh, yeah, always happy to get back and, and have a chat for sure. So uh, how did you guys find out about the, the COVID situation and, and essentially that everything would be shut down? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, pretty, it was a pretty quick turnaround for us. Um, I think everyone at camp, um, as soon as we got here, it's, there's kind of been, like, consistent testing. And, um, you know, given our situation, it's definitely important to, to keep that up. But we were kind of, uh, you know, day-to-day and, and tests were coming in. And 
um, and everything was going well. And then one of the days we kind of just found out that um, we were waiting on some test results, um, wasn't sure what was going to happen. And um, sure enough, about, you know, a day later of us hanging out in our own rooms, um, we got the news of the 14-day of the quarantine. So, um, yeah, not, not the best news. That was what was expected, but uh, we're hanging in there. Oh, man, that's brutal. So what do you do? You got your laptop? Are you on Netflix? You got games? Give me the setup. Can I see the room? Like, what are you doing? Is it messy? Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not ideal right now. We got like a yoga mat over here. Okay. Uh, yeah, we just got bikes delivered and stuff, so it's not you got a bike a, in the room. Yeah, we have like spin bikes. Let's see, let's see the bike. We got the bike over here. I'm gonna take the laptop off, but yeah, we got the we got the bike like set up right here. But just because I moved the yoga mat, it's usually over on the other side. Nice. Uh, a few Gatorades that I haven't drank. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, Fridge, coffee machine, the essentials, you know. So do you guys have the whole hotel to yourself? Is it just you guys? Um, I'm pretty sure. I, I think uh, I'm at first, like, it was, you know, we were kind of just taking a few floors and stuff. Um, and uh, I'm not sure w what the situation is here now because I haven't really been out of my room. But yeah. uh, from what I know, I think we have, like, the majority of the hotel, yeah. So, the like, when you're not – obviously on the ice for the not 14 days you just said you got back from a workout like where are you working out like at the hotel like in your room does the team work out together like how does that aspect work yeah we've been doing uh like zoom workouts um so oh, yeah. we like on the computer um it's nice we have our bikes here and um uh, we all got rollers and um from sport check which was great and and then the yoga mats and stuff so yeah. uh we're making work with what we got here for sure how's the support coming from newfoundland right now yeah it's awesome um you know, talking to definitely, you know, family and friends that are that are trying to um, figure out what's going on here and stuff. And, um, you know, hoping for the best for, for over Christmas time. But, um, yeah, the support's always uh, always top top notch from, from Newfoundland. And, um, you know, can't say enough about that. Other than Mercer, you know that there's a third Newfoundlander there right now. Do you know who it is? Yeah, jeez. Yeah, jeez. I love that name. <laughs> He's a man. How long have you had known him for? How long have you known him for? um actually not that long no i think uh you know i've heard of him and, and my buddy works works uh, one of my best buddies is in edmonton so he knew him before um so i've kind of heard of him like through that but yeah. um and that yeah i only knew that he was uh from newfoundland when we first got on the calls uh this summer like for the for the summer showcase stuff yeah that's amazing no i was going through the roster and i was looking at some of the training staff i was like oh newfoundland mount pearl yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um so essentially, you know, it, it must be exciting for you right now, knowing that it's not not a lockout year in the NHL, but there's no hockey in the NHL right now. It's almost like that Crosby draft year, like when there was no NHL and everyone was excited over junior. So it's wicked right now how, you know, there's no NHL. Everyone's focus is on the world juniors. If you look at TSN and Sportsnet, all they're doing is talking about the world juniors. And there's excitement all around the country. I know there's excitement here in Halifax, you know, whenever, well, I guess no one's getting together right now and talking about it, but you know, whenever we, we text the boys, it's, you know, okay, World Juniors, who do you think is going to crack the squad? What's going on? There's an excitement in the air. Is there an excitement at camp, or are you guys just really focused on the task at hand and just making the team right now? Yeah, I think, I think bottom line, everyone's really focused on making the team right now, and, and uh, I think it's, I think it's tough, you know, given our circumstance where, um, you know, that, that, uh, that attempt to make the team and, and that pursuit has kind of been put on hold here for, um, for two weeks, but, yeah, the, the excitement's been here, I think, ever since uh, ever since the summer when, when we knew that the NHL's probably not going to start up for a while. And um, nothing's been really certain in, in the hockey world for a long time. And I think the only thing that's really been set in stone the whole time is the World Juniors. 
so to have that as as kind of the motivation, um, you know, since since our season's been canceled, I think everyone's has been playing many games here and um, are looking forward to to the big ones that are coming up. So um, everyone's kind of got that in the back of their mind, and I think it's it's made the camp a lot uh, a lot more intense and a lot more competitive and um, better for everyone, you know, for the guys that do end up uh, being on the team. Have the coaches talked to you at all one on one, like what they're expecting from you from camp? Yeah, I mean, my situation's been tough. Um, I, I came across the border, so I was kind of uh, away from the group for the first 12 days anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of been tough for me to, you know, make make an make an impact or make an impression, um, you know, from from the team standpoint. Um, so I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back in that team environment come uh, come Monday and and doing as much as I can in in the short period of time to, you know, um, do what I can to to get there this year. What uh, up in Boston? What were you doing to? I don't know, stay active. Is it just practices? You, any inter-squad games, anything like that? Yeah, we uh, we were going pretty pretty steady since the start of school, which was great. Um, yeah, practicing four or five times a week. Um, and, and I left only like a week before we were starting to play games. So the intensity in practice was was, uh, was definitely increasing. And, and guys were, you know, getting juiced up for the start of the season. And, um, yeah, the, the, level of, uh, the level of competitiveness in practice was great for me. And, and it has been kind of since the start at BC. So... I was lucky to be in that situation. I know a lot of guys weren't even training with their teams. So for me to be in a team environment, that was, uh, that was hugely into camp. I think it's crazy to think about like the scouting aspect right now in hockey as a whole. Like I couldn't imagine being an NHL scout right now, or even being a team Canada staff member. It's like, how, how do you assess someone that hasn't been on the ice in X amount of days? Like it's, it's crazy. Like, how do you yeah. draft the first overall guy this year in the NHL? Like who, who do you, I don't even know who it would be. You know, it's crazy to think about right now how tough that job would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I can't imagine. And um, yeah, it's it's gonna be. It's definitely a hard task for you know the guys here to to pick a team when you know, especially they were hoping to have a look at guys for you know two weeks more than they have now. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, it's the same everywhere in the hockey world, I think. And and like you said, even NHL scouts and everything with with half the guys playing. You have NCAA. Some guys playing the NCAA. Some guys not. Um, all the junior leagues being shut down now. It's uh, it's a tough task. Is there a Colorado Avalanche prospect text group, maritime <laughs> division text? Like, is you guys have a group? No, we don't. We do not. Why? We should. I know. It would be pretty cool. Few of okay. the guys, few uh, <laughs> the guys from the Maritimes now, eh? Well, it's not, is Newfoundland in the Newfoundland is the Maritimes or is Atlanta Canada? Atlanta Canada. Atlanta Canada. Whatever. Same thing. Maritimes. Yeah. The thing like that it's just a huge buzz right here in Halifax about all the guys going to Colorado and then obviously Baron just going to uh, last month whenever it was I don't know what it is but we're coming to Denver too I don't think you're going without us we want to come <laughs> see you play like I want to see Denver too yeah not a bad uh, not a bad trip spot either yeah it's a great group of guys too and is there a little bit of a comfortability level knowing that you know I think I asked you this question last year but now having even Baron there he could potentially be your teammate this year on the world juniors like I don't know. I, I remember like growing up and playing hockey and walking to a, a tryout setting with dressing room and not really knowing too many guys and having that, you know, element of, you know, not being the most comfortable. But how wicked is it going into a training camp knowing you got, you know, eight buddies from the same part of the world you're from? Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. And it's definitely, uh, you know, not the same in, in any other franchise, I don't think. And even uh, even the like you said, the comfortability, but but not even that, just the kind of companionship when, you know, when you're from the land of Canada, I think there's that mutual respect or mutual, uh, 
you know, just that you're you're from the same spot, and 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 people from here generally seem to be pretty uh, pretty welcoming and and pretty uh, you know helpful of the guys next to them. So it's it's nice to you know have those guys there and and hopefully uh, get to play with them at some point. Was Baron asking you any questions about training camp? Because you did go to one camp, didn't you? Yeah, I went to the development camp, yeah. but no. And so, like, guys can't go to the regular training camp. Um, but, yeah, the development camp was, was still great to, you know, see what it's like for a bit. You and Steinberg had some good pictures there from the, on the <laughs> rock climbing. The whip, what are you doing? What's it called? Whip climbing? What's it? Lining? When yeah, you rock climbing. We were, rock. like, lining down and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, Doc. The only guy right now that's in the camp that played games in the NHL. When you look at his skill level and how quick he is, do you compare not compare yourself to him, but do you look at him and go, okay, I can I can compete with him, I can keep up with him. Do you do you ever compare yourself like that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's been great to uh, you know it'll, it'll be great great to practice him here when we get back and stuff, and um, it's it's great to be in a camp with with this you know level of of you know talent um i think it goes up and down the roster the the guys that are here are all very skilled um you know a guy like doc that's come back and played a full season in the nhl um you know even when i wasn't playing playing games and wasn't being you know allowed to be around the team just to even watch some of the things that he's doing and you know he's definitely picked up from from some of the guys that he's playing with and stuff so um yeah great to kind of watch him and and you know even pick his brain a bit about how it was being up and, and stuff like that um but yeah the, the talent is crazy here and and it's uh, it's a privilege to you know be around that for a while. Were you playing the game where he did that ridiculous pass to the skates? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I where saw it during the day. I was uh, I was just skating with like one other guy for the for the first like uh, phase. Yeah. I wonder if the reaction was the same as everyone else in the world. Like you had to do like the double take. Like what did he just do? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. We had to like slow it down. It was insane. But coming back to that. That dock highlight, there was another highlight of two guys going one-on-one and one guy, whatever, the puck went in the corner, not the corner, but like the boards, and he fell, but he still got up and drove to the net, had a ridiculous goal. I think it was Cousins who it was. I forget who it was. I think it was Poulin, yeah. Poulin, sorry. And it's like just watching a clip like that, like the compete level is ridiculous. And I know you haven't had the most opportunity to be, you know, with the group and competing on that level, but like coming back to one of the questions I asked before, have you ever been part of a camp like this where that compete level is incredibly high no i i don't i don't think i have been you know a part of a camp this competitive and i think uh you know the fact that we have 46 guys here when um you know most of them haven't been playing i think it kind of opens up the uh you know it opens up the field for for a roster spot i think you know where no one's been playing it's it's kind of you know pushing that much harder to to really, you know, get a spot on, on that roster. And it's no different for us that have kind of been away from us, you know, we're, that we've been away from the groups, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to, to get there and, and to be a part of this team. But um, yeah, it's, it's high and, and it's intense for sure. You ever, is there any like frustrating moments knowing you can't get on the ice to prove yourself, you know, sitting in the hotel, it must be frustrating for some aspect that you can't, you know, prove to you, to the coaches that, you know, you're worthy of this team. There must be some element to that. Yeah, I think there's definitely been, you know, some moments um, where not that it's came out, but definitely, you know, you feel the frustration. And uh, I think even, you know, the, I think the first 12 days were, were probably even a little bit more frustrating than the situation right now, just because you, know, you get in here and, and uh, everyone's amped up to get to camp, obviously. And then and then you get here and, and uh, you're kind of away from the team, only doing like, you know, skill stuff and kind of getting bagged with, with, with one other guy for, for, you know, day in and day out, watching the other guys practice and, 
do power play penalty kill and all systems and stuff and you're like oh it's too bad you know you can't be on the ice and, and doing this stuff but uh, it's kind of like everything this year you know nothing's really been certain and um just kind of deal with it when it comes comes my way hoping that you know holding on here and, and doing as much as i can will uh you know lead to lead to good things uh you know come come christmas time one of my co-workers was telling me that you guys are playing a game against the university team December 11th or 12th or something like that. Yeah, we were we were supposed to be. I think they're gonna probably can those now. Um, you know, with, with the uh, yeah, it's it's tough. I think you know we we've kind of seen how how serious the situation is with with COVID here, and we were clean for like a week or so before two guys got cases. So and we were pretty uh, we were pretty like closed off from from society. So it's it's crazy that it can kind of get in. And I think Hockey Canada is doing as much as they can now to really limit that chance of it getting in because. When it gets to this point, it's kind of like if, if we get it and, and the team gets shut down again, it could affect our, you know, looks at the tournament. Yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy that the tournament is potentially still happening. Like, you know, like teams from all over the world coming to Edmonton to compete. Like, I'm just fortunate enough that there's even an opportunity for that to happen. And I'm sure you're pumped as well. Just yeah. the fact that there's a little bit of a possibility it could happen. Because, you know, a guy like yourself, you haven't played hockey in I don't know how long, but it's been a minute. So just having something to look forward to in, a, in the middle of a, a crisis around the world, you got to take that. Uh, you got to take that and just run with it and just be happy with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, last year, maybe two years ago, I went to the Telus Cup. Not, I didn't play. I went for like we were like media, and yeah. uh, Hockey Canada, first class, unbelievable. We were just some schmuck media company, but they treated us like we were sports. And that it was unbelievable. The first class and, and everything that went with it. I couldn't imagine being in the situation that you're in. Um, and being with Hockey Canada, talk about the some of the things that they're doing that you know maybe they're going above and beyond in some elements that you know you're just like wow uh, this, is, this is crazy I feel like a pro right now. Yeah, I think Hockey Canada does does a great job of you know their their professionalism is is top notch. I think everywhere in the world you know Hockey Canada is looked at as one of the most professional organizations um, in sport, and um, I'm lucky to be a part of of something like that. Even even from the U17 level, you know coming up. I think everything they do is is uh, is very um, you know high class and and they treat everyone with respect and um, you know I I think you know I've got to witness it firsthand um, here especially um, but yeah I think even going back to just getting like spin bikes in our in our room um, you know we uh, you know we're, we're locked up here and and the whole kind of city of Red Deer they uh, they like all put forward these bikes so we could get them so it's kind of like oh, yeah, so it's kind of like the respect that that they showed everyone else is is shown back to them, and I think, um, you know, rightfully so. They 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 do it um, consistently, and and I think people see that, and and people pay their respects back. So that's awesome, man. Just the country of Canada, people helping people out. Yeah, exactly. Getting some bikes together for the boys so they can stay in shape in the room. Like, what? Who else does that? That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. What's Red Deer like right now? What's the weather like? Uh it's it's cold. Uh, <laughs> it's cold yeah all right i'm guessing haven't been outside but um the sun's been out most of the days so that's nice to sit by the window for a bit um but yeah it was cold when we were when we were able to you know get outside for a bit the hotel have like a pool or anything sauna or i guess you couldn't even go in it if it did yeah no i don't think uh i think it does but i think it's like shut down yeah what's the food situation like do you guys eat as a team or is it still separately in your room yeah, it's it's uh, we just get it delivered like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
um, and then like a snack later at night. But uh, yeah, the people that aren't in quarantine that are part of the staff are like going above and beyond to keep us uh, keep us sane here. So that's awesome. Yeah, a lot you of credit. Say, like, you guys should be playing mini sticks right now in the hallway, like going through drills or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back to the old school days. <laughs> yeah. You're just locked up in a hotel. But no, that's good, man. I'm happy to hear that you're making the best of it. You have to, I guess. Yeah. As soon as you get back on the ice, though, like going back to that compete level, it's like everyone's just itching, not even to, I'm sure, obviously to make the team, but just to skate, just to compete. It's in our, our nature as humans just to compete and try to get better and sweat. Yeah. It'll just be a, a great rest, I think, for a good Team Canada, but also, I think, for a good World Juniors if the tournament happens. Because think about it, it's just not Team Canada. You know, I'm sure it's Team USA. I don't even know what their situation is right now. Yeah, they named, like, uh, their preliminary roster. I think they're only going to make a few more cuts, but they're going to Michigan for a first, I think, for a week or so, and then heading to Edmonton. But I guess they could probably play because they're in the state, so it's a different world down there. Yeah, yeah, most college guys are playing right now. Man, that's – I didn't even have that written down as a question, but that's – like, they're playing and you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched my team play last weekend. It was, it was tough, but uh, two wins for us, big, big start to the year. Well, yeah, congrats. Well, I guess, you know, yeah, that's congrats. You're on the team. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, how, I saw you were practicing with the mask this year in Boston. It looked uncomfortable. Was it or you're good with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, that was for the first, like, probably month or so when we were kind of, uh, like, taking the small steps to get back to full team practices. Yeah. Um, so we were doing, like, half team practices, masks on, bubbles on. It was, like, very hard to breathe. But, <laughs> yeah, we, we, were, we were doing the little things just to, just to stay on the ice. Um, how many guys do you have up in uh, Boston College right now? Is like the whole roster up there when you were there? Or when you were up there, was there guys isolating and they couldn't practice with the team? No, everyone was back. Yeah, we, we've uh, we've been lucky. We've only kind of went through one uh, one scare with the with the COVID, and it was it was early on, so it was it was good. Um, one of our one of the guys in our team tested positive, so um, eight of us had to you know had to kind of quarantine for two weeks. But that was that was back in. I don't know. You know, it was, it was like a month out from when the season started, so we were lucky in that aspect. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we stay clean, stay healthy, and and can keep playing. Okay, cool. Um, so like after this, when this is over right now, like what does a day look like for Alex Newhook? You said you had a couple meetings. You already worked out. Uh, what time is it there right now? Eleven. Yeah, it's uh, it's like just past noon here. So so you know you got eight nine hours to kill till you go to bed. Like what are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hang out, do some schoolwork after this. i got a paper to finish, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And What's, the then, paper? What's the paper on? Sorry to interrupt you. No, philosophy. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, and then after that, Netflix. I'm not really a big video game guy. I, don't even, I didn't bring a console or anything. I'm, I'm pretty dust at video games, so I didn't bring one. Um, but, yeah, hang out, hop on the bike for a bit. Um, do a little bit of recovery there and been calling a lot of my friends just to kind of you know catch up with them and see how they're doing and keep myself entertained so that's been uh it's been one of my main hobbies here yeah other than that yeah not much couple meetings what's the uh what would the meetings be on right now like what do you have a meeting uh, yeah it's mostly just like we're talking about um you know how how this is gonna you know help us moving forward and, and dealing with the situation that we're in to you know look at it as a as a positive thing and and not take uh not take so much of the negatives out of it yeah it's true it's a good point yeah it's good and, and to get a little bit of socialization in i think uh you know we're not really getting that so to see 
the guys in our team that are all kind of going through it and to talk with them a bit and uh, we're doing some social hours and stuff so that's been uh that's been good what's the uh, go-to on netflix right now are you have you are you finished the queen's gambit yet uh yeah i finished that actually in my in my first uh in my first isolation when i first got here that was yeah, that was um uh, yeah. i uh yeah i've actually went back to watching how i met your mother because in in the states it's not on netflix down there so i've uh i'm kind of uh you know into it now because taking advantage of it while i can yeah you might as well the hell man netflix must be making a boatload of money over these past i don't know how many months it's been 10 months the whole world is just on there there amazon prime i don't even know what the other one is hulu those people just be raking it in oh yeah have you what about the tv i guess like you don't even put the tv on in the in the hotel room you just use your laptop yeah uh i throw it on for like some sports stuff whenever there's football on or um bit of basketball college basketball has been on so um yeah anything that's on really i'm kind of glued to it yeah man well hey man i appreciate you taking the time out of your day i wish i had some more questions for you but there's like you're not even on the ice it's, it's so hard to you know, <laughs> yeah. if, if you were on the ice i'd be like oh how was that play like what were you thinking there when you sniped that goal top right <laughs> yeah i wish oh it's all good all right man well hey good luck the rest of the way uh, i wish you and, and all the other maritimers uh best of luck you're representing this part of the world very well we're all proud of you see you wear that uh, that red and white jersey so good luck man thank you very much appreciate it all right so there was the alex newhook podcast we hope you guys enjoyed stay safe get out there do some christmas shopping or i guess you can't because you got to stay locked down so maybe wait a week then you can go out do some christmas shopping let's pray that the uh, world juniors go through and we can all sit down with our families have a drink put our feet up uh and enjoy some world-class hockey because i know that at least this country right now could use it and maybe the rest of the world could use it too so it'll be good all right we are out have fun stay safe wear a mask i'm justin this is the high button sports podcast or just the high button podcast whatever you want to call it we're out peace yo g it can't stop me from rapping can it Kenny Hop. I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. It's a life or death situation, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy Kanye Titter. Shot Town, what's going on? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I drink a boost for breakfast, an intro for dessert Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor That right there could drive a sane man bizzard Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Ezzo's back to wizard How do you console my mom? Or give a light support Telling her son's own life support And just imagine how my girl feel On the plane, scared as hell that a guy looked like Emmett Till She was with me before the deal, she been trying to be mine She a Delta, so she been throwing that dynasty sign No use we tryna be lying, I've been tryna be signed Tryna be a millionaire, how I use two lifelines In the same hospital where Biggie Smalls died The doctor said I had blood clots, but I ain't Jamaican man Story on MTV and I ain't tryna make a band I swear this right here, history in the making man I really apologize to everyone right now If, if it's unclear at all man They got my mouth wired shut for like, I don't know The doctor said like six weeks you know we had reconstruction, I had reconstruction surgery on my jaw. I looked in the mirror, half of my jaw was in the back of my mouth, man. I couldn't believe it. But I'm still here for y'all right now, man. This is what I got to say right here, though. Yeah. 
turn me up, yeah. Uh, what if somebody from the shadow was ill? Got a deal on the hottest rap label around. But he wasn't talking about coke and birds, it was more like spoken word. Except he's really putting it down. And he explained the story about how blacks came from glory and what we need to do in the game. Good dude, bad night, right place, wrong time. In the blink of an eye, his whole life changed. If you could feel how my face felt, you would know how Mace felt. Thank God I ain't too cool for the safe belt. I swear to God, driver two on a sue. I got a lawyer for the case to keep us in my safe, safe. My dogs couldn't tell if I, I look like Tom Cruise on Vanilla Sky. It was televised. Accident like Geico They thought I was burned up like Pepsi did Michael I must got an angel Cause look how death missed his ass Unbreakable What you thought they call me Mr. Glass Look back on my life like the ghost of Christmas past Toys at Russ where I used to spend that Christmas cash And I still won't grow up I'm a grown ass kid Swear I should be locked up for stupid that I did But I'm a champion So I turn tragedy to triumph Make music that's fire Slip my soul through the wire you know what I'm saying? When the doctor told me I had a um, I was gonna have to have a plate in my chin. I said, dog, did you realize I'm never making them a plane now? It's bad enough I got all this jewelry on. She can't be serious, man. <laughs> <laughs>